I am so pumped up to be back here on the Sports Card Strategy Show. I'm Paul Hickey with NoOffSeason.com, and I got my main man, Kendall McKee. Uh, it's Tuesday. We missed you yesterday. That was my fault. I double booked myself and I couldn't move uh, my other commitment. But uh, we're rocking and rolling here on a Tuesday morning, uh, 7 a.m. Eastern time, 8 a.m. Eastern time. I don't know. It doesn't really matter. 8 a.m. Eastern time. 7.58. 7.58 a.m. Eastern time. 6.58 a.m. Central time. You do the math based on the time zone that you're in. We know we're hitting some morning drives. We're hitting yeah. uh, some morning work. As we know, Oh My Shoes joins us from work. Hopefully he brought his headphones today. Um, I'm Paul Hickey with NoOffSeason.com. This is Sports Card Strategy Show episode 51. He's Kendall McKee with Wild Cards Box Breaks on Facebook and JustBaseball.com and NoOffSeason.com. Um, we're going to jump into the show. We've got a little less than an hour today, so it's going to be power packed. Uh, but first, I want to let you know that if you want to go premium free for a year at nooffseason.com, email me at paul at nooffseason.com, and I'm going to hook you up with how to do that. And if you're already a premium subscriber, email me, and I'll hook you up with something good um, as well. So, um, Kendall, great to see you as always. And uh, in the interest of time, let's do our little chit-chat within our segments here. So um, first segment up, as always, is L of the Week. Kendall, did you have an L this week that you want to share with us? Uh, I do have a personal L this week, Paul. Um, I had to use my card reserve for real-life expenses this week. Ah, real life. Real life sucks. Cards yep. are way better. I had to empty the empty the tank um, this week. Uh, all my card reserve money had to go to a card repair or a car repair. Both of my cars broke down this week. Ah, one sucks. was in the shop, and then the other one threw a pin while <laughs> the other one was in the shop. That's some bad luck right there, my friend. Yeah, Sorry to it hear sucked. That. So anyway, we had to find money wherever it was. And luckily, I've been successful at selling sports cards recently. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, it's a reminder that we all are pretty fortunate to be able to make money selling sports cards. And uh, it's a lot of fun. It's definitely like a grind for a lot of us. And we take a risk. And um that leads me kind of into mile the week. I know some of us are taking bigger risks than others. And um, I think that there, we, we talk about this a lot on the show. I mentioned it last week, how there's just a different level of investor uh, yeah. that we seem to appeal to, which is great. Um, we've got a lot of guys that are members of nooffseason.com um, that email in a lot. Uh, and and participate in the Facebook group. Check us out on, on Facebook in the Facebook group Sports Card Strategy. Quick link at sportscardstrategy.com if you want to um, find us there and we'll let you into the Facebook group. Anyway, there's a lot of great discussion. My L of the week last week was actually around the same topic um, because Sports Card Investor put out a video with the Oppenheim uh, group people. Um, and it was all about... Um, basically this different level of investing, right? And your point was there are a group of people out there that have 
wealth. You know, they have they they have built we- real wealth for themselves, and so they are not only investing in sports cards, but they are investing in a lot of other things. And they're basically looking for things that th- that they can dig into data that they're interested in that kind of keeps them getting up in the morning, keeps them challenged. But sports cards, what you said basically was that they're looking for cards that aren't going to lose money in the long term. Now, my the short version of my sort of uh, take on sports card investing in last week's show, and I've been pretty consistent with this um, for the last couple of years, is that you shouldn't look at sports card investing as a long-term thing. It's it's like a six to 12 month thing. And and you're looking at making money and that's what this show is all about. That's what our content's all about at nooffseason.com. You're looking at making money, but you're looking at making money based on actually following what's happening and, and getting into the weeds and making plays. And sometimes a play is like a two week play. Sometimes it's a two month play. It's never really longer than a year though. So I just, I don't sign off on long-term sports card investments. Um, I could see now collecting is different. So there's a lot of people that invest and collect. And so there's crossover. So a lot of times we get confused with people that are collectors and investors who make plays to make money, but also talk about buying sports cards for the long term. To me, if you're looking at buying sports cards for the long term, you're more of a collector. You're not really you're not really looking for that, you know, to make money. So this this leads me to my L of the week. I got an email from a uh, subscriber at nooffseason.com. I'm not going to name them, um, but I'm just going to bring a quote out from that email. Things are going to get very ugly in sports cards. All the negativity is just impossible to ignore now. What I see is too many cards at the ultra high end being sold and the auction houses not capping auctions. It's really dangerous for losses when this happens. I I think I want you to calibrate me, Kendall, because I think this thought process is an L. I, I don't I don't see I'm not in the same world as this. I like I I just see I I, I see money to be made in sports cards. I do. I like, I'm not making the plays on five figure cards. Um, and, and worried about whether or not they're going to lose. That sucks all the fun. This is, this should be fun. Um, why would you suck all the fun out of sports cards by buying a five figure card and then hold or a six figure card and then, and then holding that for such a long time. I mean, to me, that's just such a big risk. I think that that's still my L of the week. It's kind of a carryover L of the week from last week, only because it keeps coming up. Am I missing something? Uh, well, you're probably not at the investment level where you're commonly investing in six-figure things. Um, and so, like, maybe for him, it's not as... Like, I remember when I was buying like 20 or 30 dollar cards and i was like holy cow i can't imagine investing in a hundred dollar card and now i'm like holy cow i can't really imagine investing in something under a hundred dollars you know <laughs> yeah. and so uh, i mean that's not true uh, but you know i think you get what i'm trying to say so i mean sometimes in like new levels new devils type thing um and and when you are at a level much higher than us <laughs> um the six figure stuff is um, kind of gets 
like when you do win at that level, you win exponentially differently and uh, than what we're doing. Um, but I think, you know, I think I have taken a different take on it um, than you because I do see value in holding long-term cards. Um, like I, I, I've said that in my position, I am trading ultra modern cards um, and like investing in these prospects because I can tell that there's a there's a place for my knowledge base of prospecting to be a win. Right. And then I can turn those that 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 um, that skill that I have into profit by eventually turning it into a long term gain, which but the way I want to hold those long term games is pieces of art per se of my favorite players and even from vintage players that I know will hold value over a long period of time. So, um, I, you know, <laughs> the, that makes sense. I mean, like you, so the first part you said about using your skill to make money off of those prospects, that's more what I like to do and what I like to talk about doing and where I see, nothing yeah. but opportunity there's of course a ton of risk in that but there's there's no sure. that is different than but there's less risk call, yeah that's what that's right that's that is that is um i believe almost immune to like the sports card market because because if, if you're if you're making plays you're not really in the market like you're 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 playing the sort of the fantasy sports game of flipping cards, meaning mm -hmm. you're, you are buying low on a prospect bet because, because people don't know who it is yet. And you think you know who it is. And this is what I do too. Um, and, and you're wrong, but you're also right. And so you're, you're going to win or lose based on whether or not you were right or wrong. And that includes injury. That includes all this effect, but it, it's kind of immune from the market. I think people who are playing the market are buying more, well-known either active goats or heroes or retired goats and heroes maybe the cards that you're holding as art so you're not as concerned um with the rise or fall of the value i could be wrong i don't want to put words in your mouth but i just feel like it's, so that's different and, and and because i don't follow that as much i guess what i want to try to educate myself on is meaning when i say i don't follow that as much i don't follow like what is a wayne gretzky rookie doing what is a Jim Brown rookie doing? What is a, you know, I, I just don't follow that as much because to me, there's no, like that is risky. That is, there's no market indicators that are going to tell you when to buy that card or when to sell that card other than death for that athlete, which is, you know, it's true. So um, what am I missing? Because you, you run other businesses uh, yeah. related to alternative investing. Am I missing something in the bigger picture of the world economy that is like a gloom and doom thing as to where this person who wrote this might be coming from? Or is this a sports card thing that I'm missing? Well, I think, yeah, I mean, that you can get into a lot of uh, like real world stuff that's gone. The past six to eight months have been tough for alternative investments in general. And we saw a bull market come through with sports cards as well we, or you could say it was a bull mark but i would say um there was a recorrection you know like we super bubbled in 2020 and there's there's bound to be a recreate a recorrection when you've got all this new money coming into something elevating prices like crazy 
I mean, I remember I bought a Juan Soto um, Chrome rookie card, um, PSA 10. I bought two of them. So I, you know, I had two of them for, I think I bought them for like 450 bucks. That was like the biggest purchase I had ever made at one point. And I ended up selling the last one of those for $65 while he was in his all-star, you know, like run, you know, like, and at the time, you know, I look back, I'm like, wow, that was a bad purchase for me, you know, like, but at the same time, it's just like, I'm not sure if that necessarily was a bad purchase or I bought it at the, you know, like not, not the card that I bought was the bad purchase. The timing of buying the card was the bad purchase. But how do you know that, that you, that like sports cards are going to take like a giant, you know, just fall from grace. I mean, we've in the past year, think about all the stuff we've seen in in reference to the world, you know, like you've got all the war, the stuff going on in Ukraine, all that kind of stuff, like killing the market. Gas prices went super high. People had to figure out what they were going to do. They didn't have their budgets for their marginal, you know, investing or their hobbies and stuff like that. So sports cards took a giant hit. Um, But I think honestly, it was a recorrection to back to where we're, really needing to be um but um yeah i forget what your exact question was but. yeah that's okay no i mean that's that's a good t- i guess we all see the world differently to me um you know and people might kill me for this and that's fine um people might troll me uh bring it but i i don't know that sports cards took a giant hit like i don't like Like, I think that that's too big. That's just too general of a statement. Like, yeah, many sports cards are worth a lot less than they were. And I made some purchases similar to your Soto purchases. And I sold like RJ Barrett. I bought RJ Barrett PSA 10s in 2021, Prism PSA 10s for a couple hundred dollars. I sold them each for like 60 bucks. Um, Does that hurt? Absolutely. Is that not a good sports card investing move? Absolutely. But did I learn from that experience? I bought the wrong type of card for the wrong type of player at the wrong time. Um, And 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 that's us learning lessons of doing this over and over and realizing that there is a strategy to the sports cards. And that's right. Thank you. Thank you. And, and so, uh, but your Juan Soto example and my RJ Barrett example, I would argue had nothing to do with sports cards being down. Like, yes, because sports cards were at an all time high before that and relatively everything did go down, um, was a factor in us not being able to get the money back out of those cards. Um, but I don't know that that is representational of the, of the entire, of the ability to not, maybe there are two different statements. What I'm let me, I guess I'll try to finish my thought. Maybe sports cards are down, but that doesn't mean that you can't make money throughout sports cards. And so I would agree with that. So these, I mean, we are making money. Both of us are. Yeah. And that's, and and that's what we're trying to help the audience do and, and no off season subscribers do. So like, when a no off season subscriber emails me and says, what are you going to do for subscribers? Because this is going to be what the market's doing. I'm thinking, what do you mean? What am I going to do for subscribers? Like there's money to be made here. Like there's yeah. no, there's no moving of the strategy just because some cards that you bought aren't worth as much as they used to be. That's totally different than, um, 
the ability to make money uh, buying and selling cards. So, all right, cool. Let's get well, into it. Let, you, let me have one more take on this. Yeah, yeah. Let's say this does kind of fall off a little bit and, you know, the world is different in a year or so and collecting is not as big of a deal or, or investing is not as big of a deal, et cetera, et cetera. Um, the way that this business model is set up, like this is a little business advice for people out there. We don't need like 5 million people to subscribe to this website for this to be something for us to do. Well, first off, this became, a, this was a passion project for us per, first off, but yeah. then it's, you know, like it is a revenue source now, but it doesn't have to be like, I mean, we don't have to be Mark Cuban to be happy. People, I think people get so caught up in like the billionaire millionaire talk, blah, blah, blah. Guys, you can be uh, that in like, you can be super happy with an extra 10 grand in your pocket. You know, yeah. like we could be doing Paul and I, there's a ton of times where we have done this by ourselves for no reason. We're just <laughs> right, getting on exactly. and we're just like, man, come on. Let's like this L of the week. Blah, 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 you know, and we're just like, because we're boys, we like talking about sports cards. We like doing this. So like for that, for that person, that's like, what are you going to do in 10 years or whatever? When the sports card, I'm probably just going to keep talking to my boy, Paul and having a great time watching sports and collecting things that I like and think are cool, you know? Like, yeah. And sometimes people are going to love that passion and people are going to want to listen to that. And if you don't, uh, okay see you later you know like i don't know yeah. how to describe that it's to me and this is gonna sound weird this might be the first time i've ever said this and we've been we've done 51 shows and most of them have been with you and i um i this is entertainment for me like yeah buying and selling sports cards is entertainment for me um it's it's fantasy football at a different level it's the ability to not um, not have to miss out on drafting a player. If I, if I still want um, to watch an NBA game, even though I'm not in an NBA, you know, fantasy basketball league um, and I want to put a little something on the game, but you know, yeah. I live in Spain and I can't do FanDuel or DraftKings, whatever, whatever it is. Um, or I just don't want to gamble because I just don't like gambling. Um but I want that little extra entertainment, that little extra bragging right type of thing where I can tell my son, oh man, I got this, uh, I got this uh, Zaire Williams card, who I'm going to talk about in a second, you know, because I think he's a guy that could be good for the Memphis Grizzlies this year. Like spending $2 on a Zaire Williams uh, prism card and getting it graded at PSA, that's fun and entertaining. And it's, it's even more fun and entertaining when I can flip it for 50 bucks. And so, you know, I, I just think that, um, yes, this is a business. Yes, uh, the entertainment value of it does include profit, but um, and it is interesting that you could be in a game, uh, having fun in a game, and uh, rip uh, a card that uh, is a six-figure card, and you could cash in on that lottery ticket type thing. But um, it's different than buying a $30,000, $100,000 card as an investment. Those are two very different things. And it's just interesting that we're our, our show and our website is crossing over to all these different types of, of people and kind of creating 
this type of discussion. But um, so I appreciate it, Kendall. That, that's good. Um, wanted to have a little discussion around that and get everyone. I would love everyone's thoughts on this. Hopefully this discussion makes sense. If it doesn't, let us know. Um, and we're happy to clarify. Uh, but we'd love your thoughts. Um, we'd also love to know your L of the week and your W of the week if you want to comment uh, or write in and let us know um, how you guys are doing in cards. Kendall, do you have a W of the week that you want to share? Yeah, I do. Um, so remember a couple weeks ago when when we talked about how the Topps Chrome break was like the worst thing that ever happened to <laughs> my yeah. business? Baseball. Yeah. Well, not yeah, that that for sure. But um, there was all these rookie cards that didn't get put in products. Yeah. And, oh, it's just a mess. Like tops just totally biffed. Um, well, they all they launched another product very similar timing that they absolutely knocked out of the park on. So there's there's a there's a product right now called Tops Logo Fractor Edition. Same cards in the Tops Chrome basically, but um, they just have like this really cool look on them. They uh, they went for a rose gold one of one rather than the super fractor, which I've never really liked the 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 design of super fractors. I think that kind of looks like kind of crappy, but the fact that it's a one of one is not crappy if that makes sense. Like I I want one, but I think like dang they could have made the like the most desirable card a little bit cooler looking. Well, Tops did that with some logo fractors. Um, go ahead and like if you guys want to like Google Tops Chrome logo fractor. Show Hayes was pulled. Um, Julio Rodriguez one was pulled. Um, they're short prints in, in this product and they've, they've knocked it out of the park on the way it looks. Uh, we ended up breaking, um, we've bought like, I think we bought 30 boxes of it or something like that. It's like in the symbol format of a, of a mega box. And so it's got like, um, regular Chrome packs and then it has like the mega packs at the end, um, that have like the hits in it. And there's a, a color hit like a numbered parallel hit per box, which is awesome. You know, like there's been so many products that they've put out that it's just like, I mean, like people are posting wins on Twitter, but you've opened like 25 boxes and you've got one base rookie card. You know, like, it's just like, what is going on here? Yeah. So um, they knocked it out of the park with the, with the logo fractors. The, the hits from that are selling really, really well. I mean, there was a um, we pulled like an out of one ninety nine Max Kepler, uh, you know, like just regular old Max Kepler at out of one ninety nine, and T was like, "These are selling really well. Like, what what is this particular? What is this card selling at? Because this card in a normal set would sell for nothing, or maybe not ever, and it was selling for like eight bucks. And so we were like, okay, you know, like clearly this is moving well, um, and. I don't want to get too far into it, but the win of the week was we bought enough boxes that we sold a lot of them. Like we sold a lot, a lot of 10 of them. Uh -huh. um, and we made all of our money back that we lost on the break of the Topps Chrome. So Tops Chrome. similar okay. product, a little bit different of a take on it, but they, they, it, the cards, the right cards are in it. Therefore, I liked the top uh, uh, logo fractor stuff. The Hulu Rodriguez rose gold looks awesome. Um, anyway, so that's my win of the week. Awesome, good win of the week, man. Uh, 
Everybody let us know your win of the week. Um, my win of the week, although, um, Kendall, you can tell me if you think this is an actual win. I am going to talk a little bit about um, grading and vaulting because my, okay. uh, my win of the week is that my first uh, grading submission from PSA is not going to go, this is my first one that's not going to my PWCC vault. So for those of you who, who are familiar with the show, you've heard me talk about the fact that I live in Spain and uh, when I buy cards, I have them shipped to my PWCC vault. I often have raw cards submitted from PWCC to PSA and then shipped back to PWCC where then I can sell them on eBay or wherever I want to sell them. And then I can ship them from my PWCC vault. This is the first submission to PSA that I elected to have them open a collector's vault. And instead of shipping them back to PWCC, they're keeping them in my shiny new, apparently shiny new collector's vault. Because if you look at my collector's vault, there's no cards in it yet. <laughs> but I was able to log in. Now, Kendall, you're a tech guy. So you understand uh, collectors.com, app.collectors.com and PSA card.com are now single sign-on integrated. This happened right around the national. And so you can see here that um, my, uh, I am singly signed in. <laughs> I am, I am SSO'd in my uh, app.collectors collection, which doesn't have any of my cards in it yet. But here's, you can tell me if this is actually a win of the week because my first grading submission that is a vault order, your order has been shipped to the vault, uh, which will eventually show up in here, I'm assuming, um, is this three card uh, submission that we've looked at before, which is this Max Muncy Gold Shimmer Refractor 2022 Bowman Chrome prospect out of 25 it got a nine so it did not it did not gem but is a mint nine the isaac pacheco refractor auto got a nine and the nd rodriguez refractor auto out of 4.99 got a nine so it could have been worse but it could have been better um not sure if this is a win i don't think it's a loss but i did want to talk about it on the show so i have it under my win of the week section Real quick before I tell you a couple other um, non-personal wins, what what do you think of the of the mint nines coming back for these three cards? I know you're a fan of the cards. Yeah. What do you think of the grade here? Well, it, it well at least you got a nine. Honestly, you know, like if you're gonna spend money grading, you don't want to get less than a nine at this point. So, I don't think you lost money. Um, now you're not gonna get the off the top win, but specifically for that max muncie the print run is going to be short enough um like the 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 gold um was this out of 50 i thought this, this was, was out, out of, of 75 this was out of 25 yeah i could i could bring up the actual card but i remember the card out of 25 um, would have been orange though okay maybe i'm totally wrong then um yeah, it's anyway. going to be back far in my eBay purchases. So anyway, maybe it is out of 50. It's gold, so it's out okay. of 50. Okay, okay. I thought it was a team color out of 75, but that's okay. Out of 50 is better. <laughs> the gold is, is out of 50. Um, the, the print run is short enough. This guy is going to, 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 to demand enough, especially the A's aren't. We talked about one of the A's players that I was able to sell last week. He's a guy that's 
done okay, but just because that franchise is struggling so bad for somebody to gravitate towards, I think Max Muncy will end up selling um, well. Uh, we, I talk, I've been talking to Lenny about this, actually. Um, Lenny's an ace fan. Um, ah, Lenny Levine, the, the yeah. audience member. Yeah. And, Shout uh, Lenny and I talk quite a bit, um, but he, he likes Max and he has a couple of Max cards that, um, that he likes. And he's, and he's asking me this week, like, Hey, should I trade this Max for, you know, some, uh, some chromes from, of, uh, of Cabrera from the Yankees and some stuff. And I was like, man, honestly, I don't, I wouldn't because I like Max's future. You're an A's fan. So go ahead and keep the guy that you like and you're kind of building into. And he has the he has the positional eligibility to be a premium position uh, for a sports card. You know, like short stops um, are worth more in the long run most of the time. So um, it's kind of like you know, would you trade this backup quarterback or whatever potentially you know Desmond Ritter or something like that for a um, who's a guy that's doing well right now marginally. Uh, like it, as I don't know. Well, I, I just mean like it as a as a position player, something like who's doing oh, good right player. now, yeah. but like in the long run, the Ritter card would probably be worth more. And I was trying to like do that anyway. But let me talk about this vault because that's where I think you're going. So, are you officially like going from PWCC to this vault, or are you just like, hey, let's give it a try? Well, my my strategy here is I'm going to any card that I have graded at PSA. I'd like to keep in the collector's vault because it's going to help me save money on shipping it, shipping things back and forth and back and forth. So in this case, I don't have to spend the money that I would have had to pay PSA to ship it back to PWCC. I don't have to pay PWCC the money that I would have had to pay them to intake the card again um, and then curate it and put it back in my vault. So I only have to pay in theory, um, PSA collectors to ship it either back to me or wherever I sell it. It'll probably be wherever I sell it because what I'm trying to do is everything I'm doing, like I'm not going to keep Pacheco, Andy or Max Muncy. Like they're yeah. not, I'm not keeping those cards. I'm selling those cards. That was the plan from the beginning. So um, the, the thought is I'm not going to necessarily go away from PWCC. I'm just not going to have it shipped back so then you've also got this eBay vault coming up and I'm, I'm, I'm waiting to hear back from the media buying company that represents eBay to see if they're going to place an insertion order on nooffseason.com. If, if they do, you'll be hearing me talk much more about the eBay vault on the sports card strategy show. So let's hope that happens. Yeah. But, um, but obviously that makes sense too, because then, um, you know, I would open up uh, bu buying cards and just keeping them in the eBay vault if they are graded, I would probably just keep them in the eBay vault then just to have have them shipped um, from mm -hmm. there. Although I think ultimately the eBay vault would make the most sense to potentially win out of all three vaults just because you'd have a situation where that's where all the transactions are happening. So then if you get everybody using the eBay vault, um, then you're, you're swapping vault services in your... Um, you know, you're swapping from vault to vault. So you're not, uh, everyone's saving on shipping um, and then potentially saving on sales tax too. So that, that'd be, that's my take on, on vaulting overall right now. There's a purpose for each one for me. 
and do you mind telling me what you pay for the vaulting services right well right now i mean the vaulting services are always free but then there's fees associated with it so for collectors i i don't believe i'm being charged any fees for this initial submission i think that's part of the promotion I'm sure I'm going to have to pay the shipping fee to ship them out. And then I think eventually I will probably have to pay uh, intake, like um, intake fees. Like how Starstock used to, you know, I don't use Starstock anymore, but when I was using Starstock, they charge PWCC charges. So you can keep, um, it's minimal. Like I think I pay PWCC like for each card that sits in the vault month over month. I think I pay like 20 cents per card to have it just continuously sit there. So there is a recurring fee, but it's super nothing. Um, okay. and I thought it was like, you know, it was going to be like a membership or something. No, I mean, like $20 you a month or something. Card doesn't have to be expensive to vault. I think that's kind of always been like a little bit of a myth. I think that it make it could make sense to, keep expensive cards in a vault the word vault pretty fancy um right. it's really just a service that just kind of holds your cards for you and i'm sure it does actually sit in a real vault but to me it's more of like hey will you just hold my card before i sell them and then will you ship them for me type of a thing um but yeah so we'll see how that goes uh okay i'm gonna keep uh, keep us moving along my other win of the week is that i'm uh five and oh in the card content creator bowl i just hey at least i'm it. on the thing now i'm um, at least on the stand lefty mckee two and three way to climb your way back to two and three uh beating out lou janu who has not replied to me about coming on the show as a guest <laughs> i don't know what's up with that um i just uh feel bad for for lou and mike ham down at the bottom there our guy andy is uh, three and two. I tried to make a trade with Carter. He didn't reply to me. Uh, and then Doug from Sports Card Investor. They're all two and three. Um, look at hoops and cards. Gary, our guy. Uh, the the basketball card guys, four and one in the fantasy football league. And then of course, I mean, no shock. Nooffseason.com. Fantasy football experts here uh, from back in the day. Used to be on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. Kendall, I don't know if you knew that about me, but uh, that's cool. He man. Um. So yeah, that's uh. That's my other win of the week. Um, so let's get into buy of the week. Um, I'm going to go first, just in the interest of time. Um, who am I buying? I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you who I'm buying, and Let I'm very excited about this. Um, I am buying, and I'm going to throw a little data at you. So Gary and I just did a couple episodes of the Basketball Card Strategy Show on back-to-back -back Fridays, and we went through a lot of data. At least I went through a lot of data. And the two guys I'm buying are Cade Cunningham. As you can see here on my screen, um, I'm buying cards like his uh, Donruss Hollow Orange Laser, um, just his Prism Base, uh, and his uh, Donruss Optic Rated Rookie Silver Pulsar Prism, which is a little bit more expensive raw. Um, but I'm buying them based on looking at eBay listings, which you're not always going to be able to do <laughs> accurately, but I'm, I'm buying, I'm, I'm looking at photos very, very closely. And I'm, and I'm, I'm taking educated guesses based on the photos, which is very risky about which ones can get graded. Um, but Kate is down 25% across 109 cards. Um, so I'm looking to grade Cade. I'm big on grading 
Cade. Um, so I will be sending these into grading. PSA is down to $15 a card at a particular level right now. And of course, $18 a card. So I'm all, I mean, it's all about like taking what the, the opportunity uh, comes and the opportunity that's coming right now is like, it's, it's uh, inexpensive and fast to grade at PSA right now. Um, so I think, um, whereas like a year ago I was saying, don't buy any of these base cards and only go buy like rookie autos because those are the cards that are going to pop the most when you can pick the right player and you don't have to have them graded. But now I think we're back in the grading game. And I think we're looking at, um, you know, I'm looking at, uh, like again, the Don Russ optic, so, uh, rookie silver pulsar prism, the orange hollow laser, uh, even the cracked ice. Um, another guy is Zaire Williams. Uh, he's expected to play a much bigger role in his second year with the Memphis Grizzlies. He played high school basketball with Bronny James a couple years ago. First round pick last year that can play uh, the one through four position in Memphis. Across 73 cards, he's down uh, 34% with a volume increase of 175%. So for example, this also kind of crosses over, like why am I buying Prism Base Raw for these guys? Um, well, they're down like 92% from when they came out. So we talk about like when a release like Prism comes out and when a release like, uh, I don't know, Bowman, uh, Bowman Draft, for example, which doesn't maybe ever really come down in price, but like maybe football, like a release like uh, Don Russ uh, or Optic or Select um, in, in football or basketball. We talk about like, okay, when the new release comes out, um, don't buy it right then, but use it as an opportunity to go buy a previous release that's investable. And so right now that previous release that's investable to me is the 2021-22 basketball prism with the rookie class of Cade Cunningham, Jalen Green, Evan Mobley, et cetera. And the two guys that I'm targeting on the higher end, Cade, and on the lower end, flyer, 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 uh, is Zaire Williams. So you can see I'm buying his uh, uh, prism silver cracked ice four dollars prism base two dollars um zaire here's another zaire three dollars for the cracked ice prism what am i doing with these cards i'm sending them in to uh you know I'm sending them right into psa to get graded man um you know they've got to come back a 10 to really to really make a lot of profit but even if they come back a nine these are two guys i believe in again cade is a little bit of a safer bet because he has the draft capital of the number one overall pick. He's got a lot of hype. There's not expectations in Detroit for him to like make the playoffs or, you know, let alone win a championship. So I think Cade, Cade will have a long runway of people believing in him and there'll be uh, more room for error with a guy like Cade. Zaire's a little bit more of a risk. If he doesn't come out and pop right away in his second year, like his teammate Desmond Bain did last year, he could totally fall off. But again, at like $2 for a cracked ice prism, um, with an additional $15 grading fee, if I do a bulk submission, you know, $17 bet on a guy like Zaire Williams, if that comes back a 10 or even a nine, and then he hits, um, I wouldn't mind holding, you know, five to 10 of his, of his PSA nines and tens at the right time. So um, I'm excited about the ability to, to make these plays and grade some cards. Um, so that data was from marketmoversapp.com. If you want to get your first month there for only $1, use the promo code, no off season. Um, you know, I will just say Kendall real quick on the buying. Uh, 
F1 cards right now are interesting to me. So dig into that. And maybe that's something we can talk about on a future episode. And then another guy, your guy, Chet Holmgren, uh, Bowman U. Bowman U autos of Chet Holmgren. Now could be the time to buy them. Yeah, I was actually going to. Earlier show. I'm not sure. I know I said that on the basketball card strategy show with Gary. I was just, I was going to point out this week that Chet is in the gym with a boot on. Uh, like he's not putting weight on it because that's not the you know that's not what he's doing. But I've put, I've seen some TikToks of him saying like I've got to improve my game every day, and it doesn't matter if I'm injured or not. So he literally oh, takes man. a train, he takes the training staff out to the gym, and he's got his little rolly cart thing, and he puts his leg up on the rolly cart, and he's at the free throw line, just making sure his shot is calibrated in. And I'm like, yes, sir. Like that's what I'm trying to that. see. That yeah. is what I'm trying to see. I'm trying to see a guy getting in the gym when he's literally incapable of playing the game. And I remember I used to have a coach in high school tell me um, that Larry Bird um, broke his right hand when he was in high school or something like this. I don't even know if this is true. This is just what he would tell me. <laughs> he broke his right hand in high school, and so he would just uh, stand against the wall in the gym and just – throw the ball as hard as he could against the wall and then recollecting it with his left hand to try to re like making sure that he has like the touch and the feel for his on his left hand. And then he became like one of the best players to be ambidextrous at the, uh, like when he was shooting, like Larry bird would shoot jump shots from with his left hand from one side and his right hand from the other side. So it was like kind of a crazy player. That's not really ever been seen again. But anyway, regardless, like, I love a player who is looking at their injury and saying, like, I might not be able to run up and down, but I can calibrate shots and things like that. So, yes, Chet Holmgren is a buy. My buy, uh, I had to put, is that what we're doing right now, buy? I thought we were doing sells. Uh, we're doing buy. So, okay, I forgot cool. to put the graphic up, so I'm putting it up right now for those of you watching. Love the Lando Norris every week. Makes happy. me happy every week. Yeah, let's go. Lando could be a good buy right now. <laughs> Lando could be a good buy. Um, coming up 10th, I think, in uh, the Japan uh, F1 race, which was a mess, by the way. But anyway, um, I had to put my money where my mouth was after last week, Paul. Um, I, or maybe two weeks ago, I talked about Zion Williamson, different Williamson being a guy who I'm interested in not selling at the time because I was like, we're seeing a pop in him, but I think there's going to be good future days ahead for Zion. So I went ahead and I looked at the, mar at the, at the all time chart for his 2019 base prism. And over the last seven months, it has not been lower than like 196 or something. And it has not been higher than like 205 or something like that. So it was like definitely a very consistent trend line of like, this is where we're sitting. Now, if you're looking at technical analysis, like with charting and things like that, like that's something that I do with other businesses. So when I look at the all-time charts and there's a resistance line there, I'm like, okay, that's a clear emotional resistance. So I was like, okay, it can't get worse than this unless he comes out and gets injured again, which then at that point, you know, it would just, it would, you know, I, I'd just take my losses. But I'm like, there's so much room for growth in this card. I was like, okay, I have to do it. I got to put my money where my mouth is. I haven't bought a card in like three months. So I bought a Prism, a 2019 Prism Zion Williamson PSA 10 for $205. Um, 
when I when we talked about it the other week, and I'm like, okay, I don't have that many basketball cards, so one, I can focus on this Zion card and make sure I sell it at the right time. But it's here. It's in this. It's in my case back here. My vault. This is my vault right here. Uh, that's, and, all, that's all the vault you need. Yeah, and um, so I'm I'm rooting for Zion right now. He looks incredible, and like, and I've never been a Zion guy ever. I've never been a pro Zion guy. Smart move right now. It's you know if you're gonna do it, you got to do it now, and that's why I mentioned Cade and Zaire right now, and that's I think that's why you're talking about Zion. It's it is. It's October 11th. It's my wife's birthday. Uh, happy birthday, Kate. Um, Go on, Kate. Come on, Kate. Um, and October 11th, you know, it's just barely the end of basketball card buying season. There'll be another one in December, but there'll be prices spiking in November, likely when when the game, when people are excited about those games and people have a little bit of football fatigue, not much football fatigue, but now the world cup might take some excitement away from the NBA, but I still think there'll be a spike in basketball cards in November, like there was last year. So I like the the Zion call. I think I said this on the basketball card strategy show with Gary, and I may have said it on this show last week with you that I think Zion is going to win Western conference player of the month in November. Um, I think it's something that, the Pelicans want, and I think it's something that the NBA probably wants. And when those two things align, it usually happens. So um, that'd be a good time to sell him. I think we'll see who knows, you know, we will see. Um, we will. But I, I like that play for you, Kendall. Anything and else? Krim, we're talking about mind? it. And he was like, dude, I'll do it too. We'll do it together. Cause I, we nice. both believe. So we both got just a regular do that. I mean, at one point Maybe I, I wanted to buy this too. car. I could be it. in on that with you Go guys. For it. We can just do the all Zion win slash all Zion. Why not? It's fun. It's fun. And like, it's not like I'm made of money. You know, $200 is a lot of money. But guys, like, I'm going to get it back. Like, I'm not going to lose more than $25 on this card. Um, so I think at worst, this card can be sold for at least $150, $175. So wow. it's like, it's a bet that's willing to, you know, like hold some value. So. Yeah, and at the most it'll probably sell for like two seventy five or three. But hey, why not make why not make at its all time high? It was at nine hundred fifty bucks. I believe it. I believe it. But it was an inflated all time high because of the the market, um, which is a you know it's a real thing. I just yeah you know, whatever. We don't need to get back into that. But uh, <laughs> okay, uh, who are you selling right now, Kendall? Yeah, so this is um, we've talked about these two guys uh, in the past couple of weeks. I just wanted to revisit my take here. Um, I'm not sure if I'm a complete sell, but I'm definitely a warning sign sell. Like you know what I'm saying? Like definitely things are getting like okay on Trevor Lawrence. Um, yeah. You know, I thought maybe week two, week three was a blip, and now week four, week five, we've seen him struggle both against teams he probably shouldn't have struggled against. Um, I was under the belief that the Jaguars were a lot were better, and I thought they were just gonna take take uh take the division and and really be good. Um, but we had trip. Whoa, hello, hello. Kendall's alarm's going off. <laughs> um, we I had one take when we had four four fumbles. You know, it's like that's insane. Next week, I was like, okay, you know, maybe there's just a week. And then he didn't really do well in week five. And so I was like, okay. So Trevor Lawrence is officially on my sell watch list. Um, but on my confirmed sell list that I know you can make money on if you if you bought in, 
when we told you to. Zach Wilson of the Jets. Or, I mean, uh, did I say that right? Yeah, you said Zach okay, Wilson of the God. Jets. That's thank correct. God. Nice so, job. I always get the names wrong. And then as soon as I said it, I was like, crap, I don't think that's the right one. So, <laughs> Zach, Cougar hunting Zach is out here just freaking dominating the Dolphins. Now, the Dolphins are a depleted team right now. Both of their quarterbacks were in concussion protocol. Um, and so they were on a third stringer for this game, but the Jets look scary. They have weapons all over the team, all over the offensive like part of the field. I think they're actually better than a lot of people are giving them credit for. But Zach Wilson, it, it like I don't know if you're gonna get a better opportunity for to sell because right now people think he's gonna win the Super Bowl. So uh, you might as well just go ahead and sell it. Uh, you probably made a giant win if you bought it at the right time, unless you bought it when he went cougar hunting uh, earlier this off season because he got a nice spike there. But and I love to talk about that. I mean, it's a it's a real thing. We it's have a, a legit thing. spike from him doing that. But I, I think we've talked about him several times over the past couple of months, and he's delivered the past two weeks. So I don't want to wait for him to not deliver for me to get out of it. So. Um, I'm 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 officially setting sail on the Zach, uh, the Zach season. So nice. Well, we are in alignment, my friend. Um, I am selling Zach Wilson's on my list. Absolutely. Um, sell Zach Wilson. This is the moment we crystallize been waiting it for him to come back. We talked about this before. This is the time. Let's do it. Get rid of Zach. I'm also selling. Talked about this guy before. I'm selling Josh Allen. Still mm -hmm. selling him. I'm selling Jalen Hurts, um, and we probably yeah. have mentioned some of these names before as well. Saquon Barkley, Derrick Henry, and Nick Chubb. If you are holding their cards, I would sell all of those. Nick uh, Chubb is insane right now. He's insane, but you got to sell him right now because because um, he because he is insane. And um, he's Deshaun Watson is officially back in the facility this week, so this, that could be interesting. I'm pretty much out of football cards for the season. Yeah. But I, I I probably will buy if there's a dip in December, which there typically is. Um, I might buy a few in December. Um, talk to we'll talk to our guy Andy just to see what he thinks about when to when the next good buying window is for football. He's kind of always buying, but he's he's buying like uh, marginally. He's buying like uh, really real sleeper guys, like you know you know how he plays it like fantasy. So I got a quick yeah. um. I got a quick would you rather, Kendall, and then we'll move through because we actually have a gauntlet today. We've got 10 more minutes left in the show, so there's a lot more to cover. Would you rather have, uh, would you rather buy soccer prospects right now or buy baseball prospects right now? So you have to buy mm -hmm. right now. Are you buying, and you have to pick a sport, soccer prospects or baseball prospects in October, early October 2022? Picking between your two favorite sports. The hard part is there's so much buying opportunity for both of those sports in the prospecting. Like there is no real prospecting in football or and or basketball because like the leagues. Um, now I'm probably just made some enemies saying that right there, but maybe um, let us know if you're pissed at Kendall. Well, I just think the player prof or like the depth of players is not the same. Um, True. 
Like um, we, we've talked Unless about you count Victor Wembenyama and Scoot Henderson, who don't really have investment. I wouldn't count them as prospects. You know, like I think, I mean, I know okay. they, that's what they are, but they're going to be so good. They're already like priced into being that's true. like, and so when I'm talking about prospect, I mean like, where can you find this card for like $5? Like literally one time I found a guy who didn't know who O'Neill Cruz was and sent me everything he had of O'Neill Cruz for free because he thought he was like uh, just dead in the water. That literally happened. Like that's the kind of prospecting I'm talking about. Nice so, move. Um, but um, right now, man, it's such, it's almost like if you were to ask me this in like, maybe two or three weeks i'd say baseball it is almost baseball prospect season um but so that means it's not time to sell right like you you're gonna buy you're gonna start buying baseball in two to three weeks so you would probably wait until like march april to sell then february so March. Lenny, april Lenny's been asking me this he's like hey you talk a lot and he's like so he'll ask me like hey would you buy this hey would you buy this hey what do you think about this guy blah, blah, blah. and for the past like two months i've been like i wouldn't buy it i wouldn't buy it i would and so finally he goes do you ever buy cards like what's <laughs> the deal and i was just like man honestly i'm no not during the season you know like i rarely yeah. ever buy cards during baseball season because baseball has such an awesome opportunity in the off season where they release a ton of good products in the off season and there's a lot of like things that are happening so Bowman Chrome, Bowman Draft will also come out later this in like two months. And during that opportunity, I will buy last year's prospects. There you go. I love that strategy. So, but right now, I think I would rather, if it wasn't the World Cup coming up, I think I would say soccer. But I think, but, but soccer prospects are inflated right now as well. So man, this is tough. Uh, I probably baseball just because i feel more comfortable but i think there is definitely room to buy both of these sports right now um what would you do len levine just showed up what's up len hey and what we've up, got Lenny? joe mack and vj patel uh if you're just joining us welcome good morning um get in now if you want your uh questions we're about to do audience q a here in a couple minutes if kendall and i can get through the gauntlet coming up um len says there are a lot more uh, rc for soccer prospects than baseball thinking maybe he means that there's the RC designation on the card. Um, then there are for baseball. And that would be because of the prospecting because of the Bowman first basically being the RC Len, uh, let us know if that's not what you're saying. Um, I would probably, I don't know. The question was for you. I wasn't thinking about my answer. My answer is, um, <laughs> I probably would buy because it's a little out of pocket for you. I think I think base it is. It, they're both out of pocket, and I want to do a lot more research on this. I've done I've done more research on soccer prospecting recently, which is what the gauntlet's going to be about in a minute. Um, I do. I would buy baseball if I had to. If I had to just give you a quick quick answer, I'm 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 more I'm up. There's more of a path to profit in the baseball prospecting. So if I had to pick one or the other, it's definitely baseball for me. Um, Soccer is a little bit more ambiguous as it relates to like who's going to sell and why. And it's just, it's pretty risky, but um, we'll get to the audience questions here in a second from Joe and VJ and, and Lenny, if he has anything else. But um, 
the gauntlet is queued up and ready to go. And I think that's our next segment here. So let me uh, throw up the gauntlet slide and then we can get into it. So Kendall, we got to go fast on this one. Um, but these are going to be guys that are mentioned in a soccer prospecting 101 article, building a process for soccer card prospecting. Um, that is going, it is written by me that is going to be published on sports card investor sometime in October. Um, and the first guy up here is a guy mm. named Endrick, uh, who is a soccer prospect from Brazil. Good old leaf encased. Little leaf encased auto out of one ninety nine. Okay. Um, or Carney Chukwemakea, <laughs> and uh, and I believe I don't know why. Chukwemakea. Card pulled up here a twenty twenty one twenty twenty two Panini Prism Premier League Carney Chukwemeka. From Chelsea, a Mojo PSA 10 rookie, uh, which is a nice looking card. Who wins out of those two? Well, first off, this is an Aston Villa card. Um, so I, you know, but I understand kind of what the, what's going on here. But um, is he with I, Chelsea now? Um, I think or is so. he on loan to? Uh, Let me look real quick i can i can check this too this is the thing with soccer card prospecting and i read about this in my article is that yeah he's with chelsea Carney, right now he recently signed with chelsea's top team yeah that's what i have in my article okay cool so um, anyway, but he is, but he, he did play in, card. Uh, he played 13 appearances last year with Aston. um so the the i mean he he's his premier league debut was with them um but his youth career was also with with astonville so so who are we doing here? Um, let's see. Yeah, go back to this one. Let me look at this one real quick. Endrick's like 15 or, I mean, close to 15, 16 years old. Super young. Yeah. Maybe eight, maybe 18 now, but he's. Um, he's 16. Um, 16. There we go. Yeah, he's a, he has four uh, appearances for Brazil under-16 team and has scored five goals in those four appearances. So, um, And he plays in, in Brazil. Um, probably a guy that's going to make a big transfer over. Um, so not a bad investment right now. Uh, but I'm going to stick with the PSA 10 RC from Chelsea um, right like this is kind of one of those things where you're talking about, Hey, what would you rather have baseball or soccer prospecting? And I think the point here is like soccer prospecting, both of them can have players in them that you're like, they're never going to play a single, a single swing or a single you know minute on the pitch of a, an actual game. I don't think that's the case here with Endrick. Um, but you know that, uh, Chukwameka is is going to play minutes like he's already getting minutes with a top team. So I would I would just take him instead. Awesome. OK, so Chukwameka against Alejandro Balde. Uh, and mm. I've got um, let's do his red Merlin Chrome out of 10. Uh, red Merlin Chrome with an RC designation on it. And it is an auto. So this is a pretty sick card. Now, Balde um is on currently on fc barcelona's b squad is that right and so the hope for him is that he would get elevated to the a squad and if and when that does happen 
these car his cards could increase in value. Is that yeah. play with him? Uh, yeah, he does float back and forth. Um, he's made appearances with both Barcelona's B team and Barcelona's A team. Um, he has 12 appearances with the A team and 30 with the B team. Um, but currently he is on the B team. Um, I would love for this card to pop off because I actually have some of his cards. Um, I was able to pull some of them in uh, 2021's product. Um, he had his rookie cards in the 2021 um tops chrome i have some of his some of his rcs um and i actually have some numbered parallels of him so i would love for him to pop off um that would be pretty cool but he's a left back so he's a defender here so that's another thing we've got to look at positional eligibility in soccer is 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 pretty significant in terms of price wise now um Baldy is gonna is gonna create a, a much different price range because of the team he's on. That's just gonna happen. So people, it's almost like any in in baseball, it would be the same as like Dodgers prospects or Dodgers um, Bowman cards are gonna go for significantly more money than Athletics uh, uh, Bowman cards. People just believe in the system enough where it doesn't matter the name. There's like they have a jersey on. They've cleared some checkbox mentally emotionally of that team uh believes in them so so i believe in them that like there's a lot of that going on with barcelona players as well um now i'm not saying he's bad but uh i would still take the psa 10 here just because the grading bias um and i know it's not autoed but this guy is already playing in in england i believe that in england it's a little more liquid um you know the epl teams um typically are the most are some of the the top grossing teams in the world. Um, now, Barcelona is a fantastic team and has fans all over the world. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying, like, uh, I think liquidity wise, I could move this um, this PSA 10 faster than I could move a defender's autograph. Okay, so VJ Patel says Carney will never play. Um, VJ is in the UK right now, so he won't. Um, he probably won't. And uh, that's interesting. So VJ um, says he was, wasn't from the current board's signings. Uh, thanks for chiming in on that, VJ. VJ, since we're running out of time, I'm just going to say uh, thank you for your question. Have you spoken about the PRISM World Cup 2022 release dates, et cetera? Yeah, we have not. not. Um, and we won't have time to on this show, but this is something that we can definitely um, talk about. Maybe we do have a, a episode planned of the soccer card strategy show coming up. So we would like to cover that. We'll um, add that to the list. We'll add that to the list, VJ. So uh, thank you for watching and commenting today. We really appreciate it. Uh, Lenny Levine clarified his from earlier. He says, Kendall <laughs> does buy, and he means different brands and just different yeah. cards, whereas Bowman... Yeah, that makes sense, Lenny. Thanks for the thanks for the comment. Don't need to put a frown face in No, it. I think that's probably because I talked about his a, his A's not being desirable. So Ah, uh, okay. Sorry about that. We uh, Well, I like Max Muncy, so... Well, there we go. All right. So next up in the gauntlet is Charlie Patino. Charlie Patino, um, out of 47 Leaf exclusive, um, the $200 here. So Charlie Patino is a, I guess you could call him another soccer prospect, uh, yeah. Blackpool on loan from Arsenal. Mm -hmm. So yeah, and getting go some here uh, versus uh, Carney. Carney versus Charlie. Uh, 
this I, this is tough because I think for me, um, I don't like the Leaf products at all. So typically, I'm just gonna never pick a Leaf product. Um, like even if it was a player that I would really really love. Um, do you love Charlie Patino? Yes or no? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, so let's go to the next one. Caden Clark. Caden Clark, 2021 Tops Chrome MLS Soccer uh, Refractor uh, PSA 10 Auto 10. This is a card that was once near and dear to my heart. Um, still is. Still is. Yeah, Love, yeah. I still own Caden Clark um, yeah. Autos. Caden uh, versus Carney. Who are you picking? Caden. Just because of his play, t- he's going to get play time and he's going to be in the... Uh, he's going to transfer over to Europe. And when that happens, I think there will be a spike. This is the, this is a classic example of you can buy the wrong card of the right player and lose and the right card of the wrong player and still win. Yep. And so actually that, I think that answers VJ Patel's question. Cause VJ says, why don't you like leaf? I think nothing answers that question better than what you just said, which is um, wrong card, right player. You're still, potentially going to lose um, because Leafs unlicensed. So it just doesn't have as big of a market. People aren't willing to put the dollars into a Leaf product that they are into a Prism PSA 10 auto or a Topps Chrome uh, PSA 10 auto. So Caden is winning the gauntlet. We have three more players. So we're going to go rapid fire. What a, uh, what a Kaden, gauntlet. I know. It's all soccer prospects here. Caden Clark versus Liam DeLapp. Gold Lava Auto. Uh, super short print. Uh, yeah, I'm probably going Liam here. Um, it's similar to the fact of like he's getting minutes at Stoke. He's loaned out to Stoke right now. Um, but he's a name that I know has been talked about in a lot of circles, and I'm ta- I'm looking for liquidity. Um, I think in the long run he could be worth more than Caden. Uh, but it's tough though because. Caden would have immediately it would have immediate sell in my current circle. Like I am in MLS fans. Are there? Is that what you're asking? Yeah. Do you know Caden fans? Yeah. He still right. moves fairly well on some of our pages. Like he's okay. down, but like he's I mean, people still know who he is. You know, like how many of these other cards have people have been like, I don't know who that is. You know, like he's literally getting minutes in the USA. You know, so it's like, yep. and his team is playing my team in the playoffs next week. So there we go. Okay, so Liam kind of check, checks all the boxes for you here. He's a forward. He's tops yeah. chrome rookie. I'm just going to go with Liam because of the profile. There we go. Uh, Manchester City potentially. Okay. Um, Elias Akomak out of 50. Gold refractor Merlin. Not an auto. 200 bucks. Um, apparently he's on FC Barca's B squad. Yeah. Yep. Uh, he, all these guys. Uh, props to you. You've been digging deep, my friend. Literally every single one of these guys is not even on their their main country's national team yet. So Isn't like, this how you have to prospect, right? This is yeah, what you have to I mean, do. Yeah. You got to dig like this. Yeah, this is good. Um, I mean, all of these that I've seen so far are either like on their U20 team or they're like this guy's on the U19 team currently. The yep. guy, the uh, the Brazilian guy was on the Brazil's U16 team, which is a heck of a prospect. 
Um, but uh, I'm still going to go the Man City route right now. Uh, I'm going to go with Liam instead. Okay, so Liam against Iliax Moriba, who I just found out in my digging, is on loan to Valencia CF, my hometown, my current hometown <laughs> team from Bundesliga's RB Leipzig. Yeah, Leipzig is uh, is a team that commonly has guys coming out of their team that are that that go on to be really great. Um, they're really good at, at talent evaluators. Uh, it's really similar to um, the same thing that Dortmund does. Like they're really good at evaluating talent and growing talent. Um, what's funny is he actually spent time in the Spanish national team and then went on to now he he's committed to um, Ghana, um, and so he's he's logged ten matches with them so this is the first guy that's on the senior national team that we've talked about um i am still gonna go liam because it's an autograph here yeah. uh, i know this isn't out of 50 but i'm gonna stick with the liam because he's a forward he plays for or he is technically owned by uh, man city even though he doesn't play for them and it's an autograph um short print so this man city kit yeah so this this card has the highest ability to moon i would think um Love and this. then but I would also say second place here is the Caden Clark. And I know that that's probably not um, for me. I, I'm sure I'm going to get roasted by Southern soccer idiot for that. But <laughs> I just think like for me, that like my liquidity in Caden, I know more about him than the other players. And although I know that he's like not hitting his peak right now, I also know that he's probably going to make that move to Leipzig soon. Yeah. So, uh, or, or I mean, he might be in Salzburg and that's just, He's in the Red Bull system, is what I'm what I'm saying. But uh, anyway, there you go. Yermi Pino, still a buy. Which card? Yes, still a buy. Uh, any any of his? Um, I would definitely buy a Chrome, not a paper product, and try to see if you can get a numbered parallel. Yeah, I think his tops Chrome autos. I think he's got like cheaper Merlin autos, but I don't know if those will have as high of a ceiling. Um, he also has some cool Obsidian autos that are pretty affordable. I, I think of yeah. the Obsidian autos will sell really well, VJ. Obsidian um, is a very liquid product. Yeah. So good morning, Paul Carl Cards. Great to see you back on the show, my friend. Uh, you say you're listing soccer cards right now, so that's cool. We're talking about um, soccer card prospecting at the moment, so go back and listen and let us know what you think um, in the comments. We'd love to hear your thoughts on this. We know you're very educated soccer. Uh, yeah, I'm about 30 news. days away from listing mine, Paul. So it's it's cool. almost, it, we're, we're close. Yeah, I think I'm going to – I've got a Pedri and an Ansu Fati um, – Auto um, autos that I got at the national. The Pedri is a second year tops Chrome PSA nine, and the Fati is a like third year Obsidian auto uh, out of fifty, maybe. Anyway, uh, Kendall and I will tell the story on that one on another episode because it's a good story. Um, Lenny, are we ever going to do UFC? Probably, but I got to do a lot of research on that. Um, but yes, I would love to have Kendall. Good question, Lenny. Uh, have Kendall and I do some UFC, some more UFC content. We've spoken just very, very briefly about UFC, but nothing that I would say is significant enough to build a, a whole episode off of. Um, all right, so let's see. One question we didn't get to before we before we leave, uh, which is another one maybe we can follow up on. But Joe Mack, uh, thanks for watching and commenting. I have no idea who Paulie Hicks is. Is there a Grail card of a bearded? Paulie Hicks, or will that be a Tennessee 2023 release? 
Um, Joe Mack, translate, brother, because I don't know what you're talking about. This might be some kind of a joke. Um, if it is, great. Let me know what you're talking about. I'd love to uh, to have an intelligent response or be in on the joke, either way. Um, Kendall, do you have anything to add before we sign off on today's show? My team made the playoffs, Paul. I dropped a little line that Caden Clark's going to play him at FC Cincinnati on decision day. All right. I know you hate me talking about Cincinnati. What would it be? What it would not be a true episode of the Sports Card Strategy Show without Kendall's outro being about FC Cincinnati. You gotta love the man's passion for his uh his hometown team. Can I but additionally, baseball playoffs have been super exciting. Um the Mets getting bounced in the first round by the Padres is probably the freaking coolest thing for cards ever you know because juan soto is eventually is going to go again to the next round aaron judge is in the next round we've got like animals all over the field yeah cleveland guardians my favorite team in the playoffs right now is just like doing things that are unheard of terry francona like leading the charge love what's going on in the mlb mlb playoffs i have not missed an inning of the guardians games this year. I'm I, that's my team for the playoffs that I've been rooting for. I can't wait for them to smash the Yankees. Um, you are Paul Hicks. You're Paul Hickey. <laughs> I totally missed that one. That's uh, funny. That Joe is Mack funny. Talking about me. Paul that is Hicks. hilarious. I'm Paulie Hicks. Paul Hickey. Got it. Wow. Dude, I can't wait for the day. Wow. That, I missed that one. Yeah. So did I. I can't Thank wait for the day that Alan and Ginter calls us and says, Hey, I need a, I need a Paulie Hickey rookie card. That's great. But I guess that. I need a beard like you. So I could be Paulie Hicks as Kendall McKee for Halloween bearded. Paulie Hicks card. I do feel like you Maybe could grow a strong beard. Hicks. You could grow a strong beard. I I could feel. Well, it. I, I have a beard every afternoon, man. I shave every morning and have a beard every afternoon. Dude, grow it out. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Next time we get together in person, I won't shave, and you'll see what I'm talking about, and we'll create a little content. Bearded Paulie Hicks <laughs> will be there for Joe Mac and for yeah. VJ. Yes. Chad, Chad Gill, good to see you. No worries, man. You're joining late. It's all good. Come back. That's our fault. We, 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 yeah, it's our fault. We started way early. At 7.58. Yeah, we started way early, everybody. So thanks to the to the usual suspects for watching and commenting. And thanks if you're new. Uh, we love you, and uh, we hope you had a good time. Um, everybody, I'm Paulie Hicks with NoOffSeason.com. He's Kendall, the lefty McKee. And he's going to say one more thing. I got to go to work. Cue the rock music. Music.